the Special Education Podcast. Hello, this is Paul Hubbard on the Special Education Podcast. Today, I'm going to tell you about my why, why I'm a special education teacher. More importantly, the who behind the why, the people in my life that got me to this point. I really have to start off by bringing up my mom. My mom was a teacher before she had us kids, and she is among the most respected adults in my life. Uh, She has stayed steadfast and demonstrated unconditional love better than anyone that I have ever known. Although there are things that I wish she had known going into raising me, someone with disabilities, I can never doubt her love for me. She always loved me and she always kept trying. One of the most important stories of this continuous effort to try was after helping me write an essay, a response to a opinion piece about helicopter parenting, I said that there are a lot of things that I wished I would have learned through real life experience rather than just being told I couldn't do it. And this is a testament to the outstanding integrity of my mom is she took that essay that I just finished writing and had a sit down meeting with with my dad and changed a lot of the methods that she had lived by throughout raising me. I look back on that lateral move based on feedback I gave her as her son as a profound representation of the character of my mom. Character was always most important to my mom more than academics. And although I do admit I've always felt I've lacked in the area of academics, I have never felt like I've lacked in the area of character. And for that, I have my mom to thank. The second person that contributed to my transition to even considering teaching as an occupation was Mrs. Rankin. My first experience with Mrs. Rankin at all was sitting in the library working on some sort of project before I even attended school at the public school was having a student burst into tears as soon as she entered the library over something that Mrs. Rankin had said. I knew that she was tough. Everyone in the school knew how tough she was. But she did something that only tough people can do. Only the real critical have the ability to do. I recall the story of when I first came to public school I was in one of her classes and quickly knew that I was out of my league. A daily journal we had to turn in, essay responses to different readings, long novels we had to read and then be prepared to answer questions about in class the next day. Talk about walking into an area of my greatest weaknesses. But I remember specifically one day after class, she had called me up to stay after class. I was very very concerned as i had just turned in a paper the night before and everyone else filtered out of the room and i stood there bracing myself for whatever i would receive as a reprimand for my terrible grammar and spelling she did something unexpected that has kind of revitalized my whole mindset on learning I don't recall the exact words that she said but the gist of it was grammar and spelling is something that can be fixed but she saw some original thoughts 
on the topic that was being addressed, and she said that is something that cannot be taught. That right there gave me a huge boost in confidence because I knew that one of the toughest teachers in the school thought I was smart. She knew to what extent my writing ability or lack thereof was, and she still said I was smart. And that gave me immense hope. I never got above a B in her class, but those Bs meant more to me than any of my A's because I knew I had earned them. I, who thought I was stupid, got B's in the toughest English class in the school. So yes, I was much more confident, but I definitely wasn't leaning towards a lifelong career move into education. That was something that was propelled by a man by the name of Chuck Smith. Chuck Smith was a substitute teacher and a neighbor, and he did something that changed my life forever. My family did not have a lot of money for extra things, and Chuck knew that, so he offered to tutor me for free. I'd never had someone who wasn't family, who I felt was obligated to do what they did for me, do something so selfless, and it really made me stop and think. See, Chuck would work with me for three hours, sometimes five days a week, on getting different assignments done in math, helping me with some science and chemistry, and he'd help me work through the problems. He would not tell me the answers, he would make me figure it out. And once I figured it out, I had figured it out. Sure, he had guided me from time to time on different concepts, but the time he took to make sure that I got it helped me go into math classes with confidence. He's also the one that made me forever a Coca-Cola man because he would always have a Coke, one for him and one for me, as we worked on my latest math assignment. But probably the most impactful thing was after hours and hours of working through problems with me, as I was heading towards graduation, I asked him, is there anything that I can do to repay you for all you've done for me? And he said, do for someone else what I did for you. That will pay me back in full. So really, Chuck is the one to thank for my journey into being a teacher because I wanted to do to other students what he was able to do for me. But why special education, you ask? Well, that goes to a college professor. I originally was going in to be an English teacher, if you can believe it. Mrs. Rankin had given me such confidence in my way of looking at things that I thought that I had a chance to teach it to students. I spent my entire first year working towards my English education major. But then I came across a professor by the name of Dr. Stipp. He was young as professors go, and he had a certain spring to his step. He taught a couple of the base classes needed for the education program. And I don't quite recall specifically how we met, but he was starting up the special education program and was on the lookout in this new batch of freshmen to see who he could convince to join this field to switch majors. Now obviously, as previously stated, I did not spend a lot of time in a special ed classroom. I was relatively unfamiliar with the concept, 
But we started having conversations and he had known because of a class that I had some disabilities of my own. And that led to him convincing me to give it a try. I was fascinated with all of this special education strategies for helping students learn. And it was like discovering more about me as if I were getting a degree in Paul Hubbard. I was able to learn more about my disabilities and what they meant and the kind of things that I have to deal with and ways that people in the past have dealt with those things. And very similar to Mrs. Rankin, Dr. Stipp was a tough professor. I had to work extremely hard for every grade, but the amount that I got out of it was invaluable. It turned into a great relationship of him being able to pick the brain of someone who is going into the special education classroom with disabilities, which gave him a valuable perspective. And I was able to learn from him different strategies and ways that I can improve and enhance my abilities. He worked tirelessly to structure his classes in a way that I could be successful in. He would make all the other students in class take notes, but for me, he would have a typed out manuscript and I would just have to fill in a couple blanks. Because for me, the retention of knowledge was not enhanced by taking notes, but it was in fact lost because the amount of time it took me to get the notes down meant I missed the entire next slide of information. But the ability to just fill in a word while everyone else was writing a full sentence allowed me to put it into memory without getting lost in the shuffle. Now there are a lot of other people I can thank for my journey of getting here, but it's those people mentioned that had the biggest impact in why I'm a teacher today. My mom taught me that character was way more important than any score on a test. Mrs. Rinkin taught me that I am intelligent, if not in the way that is traditionally assessed in school, but in my way of individual when it comes to thought. Chuck Smith taught me that I had value, that I was worth giving up most evenings to help me succeed, and gave me the drive and passion to return the favor to my students for the rest of my life. And finally, Dr. Stipp, who helped guide my focus into specifically special education on showing me what was accessible and teaching me how to increase my competency in the area that I was deficient in. So thank you to those people and many more. Thank you for being a part of my journey and for letting me be a part of yours. In closing, I just want to remind you that if you like this podcast, please share it to your friends. If you have the ability to, please write an Apple podcast review that really helps us spread the word. And of course, as always, you can always email me at specialeducation at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or anything you want to talk about. I'm Paul Hubbard, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.